so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This is Mark Bailey alongside my critic companion, Crime Ricardina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BSB Team Bailey. Anytime I'm just recording here, uh, Rain Boy. Lots, right, of, yeah, lots of rain. Uh, yeah, basically, Tropical Storm Karen, you yeah. know, Passover, you know, our, our native island. And, well, Luckily for me, you and me, I'm I'm living on the east, so uh, right. I didn't see any floods or anything like that, though. But um, I've been getting like WhatsApp messages and videos through WhatsApp, basically, you know, showing, especially like in Scarborough, Tobago, just like flood waters right. like crazy, you know, just real, right. you know. Yeah, yeah Tobago, exactly. Tobago getting burnt. Um, from what I understand, I we we just get some heavy rain, nothing major down here. Um, in fact, I've seen much more worse. Worse than other things, so it's fine. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Usual, usual, places, usual places flooding as usual, you know. Of course, um, of course. Um, there's the, like actual list I've seen here, you know, because see a loop TT, um, like Diego Martin, Carinage, Sawa, right, right, you know, right. um, so, Kira, yeah, Freeport. Credit, yeah, credit to, credit to local civil engineers of not fixing this perennial fucking problem. Yes, I mean, and we spoke about this last year, we spoke about this really? last year. Yeah. <laughs> Perennial oh. problem of, of horrible drainage in this country. In Trinidad, now down south, we have the natural advantage of um of just being pretty hilly now. Yes. So you know, it, it literally have a big hill called San Juan the Hill, and everything references off of that. So we don't really have to worry about flooding. Uh, pussy. Um, that's about it. But everything else is like yeah, but 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 Port of Spain. Remember the people of Port of Spain battling against nature itself, and a whole mm-hmm. chunk of Port of Spain is reclaimed land. We yep. know this. See you. Enjoy. Enjoy not, not addressing the problem and half-assing the engineering. Ah, yes. um, <laughs> so, you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't do one thing and then not do the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll take an L. And yeah, yeah. We, we, we perpetually take L's. With yes, this. We do, well, yes, we do. And, and, and you know, you know Trini, we just love to go crazy. Like, oh my God, look at the floods. Ah, and just going crazy. But um, I, I, will, I can't even call this good news because it doesn't really matter because the following Tuesday is a holiday down here in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, no school. Right. Yeah, it's, been, it's like announced like a few hours ago at the time it's recording here. Right. Yeah, no school tomorrow. It's, it's like, well, well as whatever, because Tuesday is a yeah, holiday, exactly. right? Yeah. No, not surprised because, you know, basically it's just the whole weekend. Gone, they go and cater the whole weekend anyway, so it's like whatever. Exactly. I, I still had to go to work though, so whatever. Right. Right. So that aside now, in um, today's episode, uh, we will talk about a, well, a mini-series actually. I don't want to call it a, a season one. A mini-series that uh, came out recently on Netflix. I finally got the chance to check it out. This is called Unbelievable. I've been hearing like a lot of like hype surrounding this thing. So I checked it out. I checked out all the epi- eight episodes, sorry. So I'll share my thoughts on that. Um, after that, uh, we, well, I, well, yes, we finally took in, um, another, you know, ha- hyped and, you know, highly praised film. Actually today we're just going to be talking about just a bunch of, you know, praised, you know, film content basically, right? So this one that we're going to talk about here after Unbelievable, it's a South Korean film called Parasites. Um, this is directed by the great Bong Joon-ho, you know what I mean? Director of such great films like Memories of Murder. Masterpiece, in my opinion, the host, yes. um, to an extent, Snowpiercer. Um, not the biggest yes. fan of Snowpiercer, but I loved it when I first saw it. Only saw it once, yeah. though, I never got around to watch it again. I really should. And one that, for some weird reason, I missed, even though it was on Netflix, um, Okja, which you reviewed right. um, uh, a couple right. of years ago, actually. Um, after that, 
a show that unfortunately because of time I didn't get around to seeing, but I was really curious about it, mainly because the hype surrounding, you know, the, the great performance by um by 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 G Lo of all people. Yes, okay. <laughs> Jennifer uh, Lopez, right? Uh I was gonna say Lawrence. Haha, <laughs> right. Um this would be Hustlers. Been hearing yes. a lot of great things about it. Right, so I'm kind of skeptical about that, but yeah, you saw it. I was a little skeptical, not just um, because yeah. it's content, but just you're, you're because skeptical. of yeah, just because it, it kind of looks like yeah, you're getting what you what you pay for, but this is right. not some kind of Oscar worthy thing. Now with this some Oscar right. darling that just kind of surprised people out of the blue, like oh my god, right. I didn't know this this caliber of content. What is in a movie about exotic dancing? What you right. mean so? The, uh, <laughs> What I would say, I, I do think your, your skepticism is not completely misplaced. But with that okay. said, uh, it is still a, a solid product for me, and we will talk about that. Right, 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 right. Um, also, we, um, we were invited, actually, to the first ever, I would say, sort of like a panel, basically, um, organized by GT Network. This is a local-based um, station, well, cable station, basically, you know, um, and they are just pretty much just dedicated to just creating and just acquiring uh, content, not just from Trinidad, but also from the Caribbean as well. So the founder of the of the station and, you know, a really good friend of mine, his name is Ansel Harris. You know, he hosted the event. It's called GTSE19. Um, and he just gave us just basically some trailers and a couple of shorts of just, you know, stuff to look forward to. But what makes it interesting now is that a majority of these things are superhero based because yes Ansel is you know ever since I've known he's very he's been very heavily into comics and superheroes and stuff yep. like that so yeah he might just very well be the first person you know what I mean hopefully to be putting out um superhero team content in Trinidad and I would right. say to you know to the Caribbean as a whole you know what I mean so uh we will just share well, thoughts I... about just the event and what we saw and stuff like that right sure yeah and last but not least, um, a movie that um, we've been hearing just a lot of praise of, especially um, with its um, premiere at both the Toronto International um, Toronto International Film Festival and the Venice Film Festival. You know what I mean? A lot of critics have been praising this thing and calling this thing a masterpiece. Um, of course, this is Ad Astra. This is a sci-fi film directed by James yes. Gray, starring Brad Pitt in apparently his best role to date. Uh, this was one that I know you were really excited for, Ricardo. I saw one yeah. trailer of it. I love the visuals. Um, I didn't want to know much about the story going in, and it's a good thing that I didn't actually. But um, we both saw it, so you know we will talk about whether this the whole masterpiece thing, if it's you know well deserved or not for a movie like this. Right. Yeah. All right. So we'll kick things off with Unbelievable. I know it is not related to the classic Notorious B.I.G. song of the same name, but um, this actually is a eight episode miniseries. It's right. based off of um, of three events actually, <clears throat> which took place between, I believe, it's two thousand nine to twenty eleven. Right. Um, it came out on Netflix. It is. It was. It is. Sorry. Directed by. Um, well, I should say created by, Susanna Grant. Um, it also well, one of the, the the well studios behind it um, is CBS, and I'll talk about what, well why I have to mention that actually. Um, see, even though it's a Netflix show, basically, right? So, what is unbelievable about? So, it touches on the very uncomfortable, at least to me, um, topic of rape, right? So, 
what happens is that we are introduced to a young woman. Um, her name is Mary Adler. She's played by Caitlin Dev- um, Dever. When the when the story begins, she is well. Somebody breaks inside of the the apartment that she's staying at, basically. So what happens is that um, she is basically adopted. Um, I wouldn't say adopted, but she's just being take, taken care of by you know different guidance counselors and stuff like that. So. Um, I believe they said something along the line of what happened to her parents, but I can't remember what they were. But yeah, essentially, she just kind of lives, you know, she stays by, you know, these guys as counselors ever so often just to make sure that, you know, um, she doing what what she's supposed to do. She's not going, of course, and all that kind of stuff, right? So one night, this this mass burglar breaks inside the apartment, um, ties her up, rapes her, um, and this goes on for like about a few hours. And it's all these kind of like weird stuff that he's doing, you know, these right. sort of weird stuff he's doing in between, you know, the, the assaults basically. And then he leaves, right? You're right. So what happens is that, well, of course, she mentions it to the guidance counselors and whatnot, and they're all shocked about it. The people that in the same apartment complex that she lives at, they, they all, you know, disturbed about what happened. But for some reason, when she goes to the police to report it, she denies that it happened. She says that it was all in her head. She dreamt oh. it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, I, I didn't see that one coming to her. Wait, so, right. so she, tell, she, tells, she tells everybody else close to her that it happened, but then denies it to the police. That's right, yeah. Okay. And okay. these two particular cops, um, I forgot their names actually, they, well, they went along, you know, believing that it did happen. So, you know, they're doing investigations, all that stuff. And the, right. the interesting thing about it is that the guy does not leave any DNA or he just makes sure to leave the crime scene clean as possible. So okay, right. you learn later on that, yeah, the man really knows his stuff. He makes sure, he makes sure not to leave anything behind at all. You know what I mean? He's always like, he always thinks things through basically, right? So, okay. um, yeah, so one, right. So with these two cops now, they, they, they go along with it, right? But then she just continues denying that it happened and they just feel right. like, you know, how, how you could be doing this? It's like you're wasting our time and all that kind of stuff. But she's, right, she right. keeps insisting that it did not happen, right? And, you know, they just kind of treat it as, oh, okay, that's it. Well, back to what we're doing, moving on. So right. what the show does, and it, it actually caught me also by surprise, is that it cuts to two years later. Now, this is in 2011, um, and it's in another state, right? And in this case, it involves um, two female cops, right? One is called, well, she, the first one is Grace Rasmussen. I believe that's her, how you pronounce her name. She's played by none other than Tony Collette herself. Didn't oh, know yeah. she was in this. It's like, weird, okay. Um, and then we have Karen Duval, who is played by Merit Weaver. And okay. Weaver, sorry. Weaver, yeah, Weaver, Weaver, right? And they are investigating like a series of, you know, attacks and rapes and stuff like that. It's, you know, same burglar, same guy, actually. Same burglar invades their home. Ties them up, rapes them, right? So does this kind of weird stuff? Up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, it's this pathological thing that he does. Um, he usually beats them. He puts them in like if it's a shower or a tub or whatever it is. He, it's just this kind of weird stuff. And oh, I forgot to mention too. He also takes pictures as well, right? Um, right. With this Sony Cybershot camera. Right. <laughs> I when I saw, I was like, yeah, I had one of those back in 2011. They're like, holy, holy crap! Look at that, right? So yeah, um, so. While each, while, while they both, you know, interviewing the, the victims, they starting to see the patterns and realize, oh, well, you know, this is a trend. This is like probably the same guy. But 
you know, the it takes a while for them to to realize that because you know, of course, they they're trying to find what little evidence they could find and whatnot. But right. uh, what makes it interesting though is that they just keep cutting back periodically to um to Marie's situation because people just started deny- because she started lying and stuff like that. that well, they think that she lying. Uh, people start thinking, oh, well, how you could lie about something like this, blah blah blah. But you know, we know, and even she herself kind of admits to some people, not all people, that it did happen. You know what I mean? But the question really is like, why would you deny it? And then you learn right. a little bit more about her her, her background and all that kind of stuff, and then it kind of makes sense why she would do that. But it just keeps cutting back also to the stuff going on in 2011. You know, with these two cops trying to investigate what's going on and. That pretty much is the gist of what the show is about. Right. right. So, okay. So, um, I had one of the dates, the dates wrong, right? So, it's actually 2008 when uh, Marie got um, attacked, actually. And it okay. just keeps cutting back to, like, 2010. Sorry, 2011. I just seen, like, the passage of time, basically, with her life and how, you know, the rape affected her. Now. And this is one of the main themes of the, of the, the show. Well, at least at first, I thought it was going to be this kind of, you know, survivor story kind of thing, right? And in a way, yeah. it is, but not exactly. So you would have moments where, you know, the cops interviewing, you know, um, the, the victims and they will kind of talk about how it is they felt, uh, how they feel about it and what happened. But what's interesting, though, especially in the case of Marie, is how they reacted. Um, not seeing that there is some sort of way, some normal way to react to these things. I can't say. I don't know because I, I can't really see anybody that went through something like that, right? Right, but right. the way how they react to these things is, you know, quite interesting as well. But you can tell it comes from a place of not really knowing what to do now. Just kind of telling yourself, all right, I need to move on, but I'm not sure how to. You know what I mean? Right. I, I just keep thinking about what has happened before. I'm not sure why it happened to me. One of the characters was was uh, who actually is in the, in her 50s, actually. At first, you're thinking is just, well, young girls now, you know what I mean? In the teens and 20s, but... A woman who was like roughly like what fifty two, I think she was. Yeah, she she yeah. got raped sooner, and it's like, and she keeps asking, well, "Why me? Like, why? What? What you see in me? You know what I mean?" So, um, right. For 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 some viewers, especially women, yeah, they they will be you know emotionally gripped by that now because yeah, it is uh, a question you had to kind of ask, like, why them? Like, was was a big deal? You know what I mean? It's not like the you know some you know attractive or you know in you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. In that kind of way, it's supermodel type. Yeah. It's just normal right. people, and you're just kind of wondering why, like why. And then it's not just randomly. You could tell that the person was scoping them out for some time, and right. it's still in the, in the back of your mind, like why not? You know what I mean? Um, and the movie, sorry, and the series doesn't really go in depth to try to figure out why the guy did it. And to me, it doesn't need to because it's not really about the guy. It's about the characters involved in the search for this guy. So or like that. Um, at first, though. I was getting a kind of a TV vibe. And what I mean, well, I'll explain this, right? Because I saw CBS logo at the very end. At first, I was telling myself, this could have been the kind of show that you would see, not just on CBS, but something on Lifetime now, you know, something where they kind right, of right. lighten things down. They don't sh- go in depth. They don't Mer- show Meredith? you the full thing now. Yeah, Mer- Meredith Baxter Burnie, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, be like, it's, it's not like that. But then... Just so out of the blue, they would throw an F-bomb. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. And yeah. sometimes they might go, a, well, I don't want to say a little too far, but they might go, I'll say, TVM, you know, which, yes, is the right. rating for the show here. 
So I was a little worried, you know. It, it felt out, it was feeling a little too TV PG. Cause I know it's, it's Netflix, man. You know, you're touching a serious topic like this. You, you kind of have to not hold back, you know what I mean? Hold back, but don't right. hold back too much, you know what I mean? So I was a little worried yeah. about that. And then also, too, the, the dialogue was a little on the primetime TV kind of vibe, the way how characters were interacting with, with each other. So I was a little worried of that. Um, especially right. with uh, with uh, Merritt Weaver's Weaver's character Karen Duval, um, I haven't seen her in a in a TV show or film before. I, um, I don't think I did right, but at first when she came in, I was a little iffy about the way how she's delivering her dialogue in this kind of dry kind of way. You know what I mean? Almost like, hey, how are you doing? You know what I mean? Almost TV like now. But then as they develop the character a lot more, you kind of understand why she's that type of person. And her character was really fascinating to me because really she tends to be a little bit more reserved. You know what I mean? She, she but she, you know, she's focused on the job. She's married. You know, she has kids and whatnot. But um, she's the type of person who wants to see the case get solved. She wants to make sure that there's nothing left from you know the case being solved. You know what I mean? That, that they missed out. And you know, right. she would work tireless, tire, tirelessly to make sure that the case is solved. And when they when she actually reveals why she moves like that, it's like, oh, okay, now I get. But to me, yeah. the, the show really picked up when Tony Collette comes in because no, she does not come in any first episode actually. Yeah, she comes in a little bit later, but there, um, she was you know just delivering on the acting. She was just delivering on the character. She's a little bit more sarcastic than um, than Karen, so you know you get that kind of good cup bad cup kind of vibe there, sort of. You know what I mean? But I was liking. You know, just the chemistry between the two of them, because she comes off as you know what I mean. Like I've seen it all. I've I've seen these scumbags get away with stuff like that, and it doesn't really rub me off anymore. I'm I'm kind of desensitized it, and yeah. that's when the real team of the story really hit me. Um, it's not really so much about the it's not really so much about um the victims, but just women in general and how they deal with you know the fact that there are guys out there that will just look at them as pieces of meat and, you know, <laughs> would want to attack them, you know, you know what I mean, would want to dehumanize them, you know what I mean? So that aspect is what I what I really took out of the show. And yeah, that that really was a, a strong team to me, you know what I mean? Because I didn't want to be, oh, woe is me, you know what I mean? I got attacked, oh, my life is forever right. scarred. Ah, it wasn't that, but really just... Yeah, how 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 women deal with stuff like that in general, whether you are you are investigating the crime or whether you are a victim of that crime, you know what I mean? Um right. the pacing I thought was was pretty good as well. It's a slow burn, but because it's a police procedure, basically, I could let that slide. It it kinda needs to be sort of, you know, I don't want to say calm, but more laid back, more taking its time, you know what I mean? They go into detail about how they'll figure out, you know what I mean, where, you know, there's the identity of the character. You know what I mean? Um, looking through records and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, phone records and you know sites that people that that you know suspects in, investigate. Even like a few moments where like them looking at guys who register to porn sites. You know what I mean? And certain types right. of porn right. sites and just all that stuff that just uh, just is you in on one guy. You know what I mean? So right. <laughs> they go really in depth into it just to show you just the process of how it's done. I can't right. see. Well, I've changed. I don't know because remember it's a it's a well period piece if you will. I don't know if things changed right now, but I got the gist of it. I was like, all right, I could yeah, this is realistic to me. I could I could buy this, yeah. Right. Uh, the only thing I, I I'm not sure if it if it does the thing where, you know, like take for example, 
um, a lot of the evidence about stuff about what you think people do um, is actually bears out the opposite of what they think they do in terms of like in intuitions of that. So much like how back in the 20, sorry, in the, in about 20 years ago in the 90s, how, well, video games cause violence and it's, it's actually the exact opposite. Right, um, right. Much like how we have men who, men who seem to invest in sex work tends to be the opposite and tend to have more uh, feminist values or something like that. No, not the opposite, not, not, not less. Um, right, right. I, I, I see, I see. So, so, um, right. like, so, so, you know, like, like the show, you think the show would kind of zero in on certain social things, like social yeah, issues, and yeah, think, yeah. oh, well, that's, that's the cause. That's why this guy right, will become right. a serial rapist. Well, no, they, right. they, 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 they don't do that, actually. It seems to be the exact opposite. Guys yeah, who yeah. Invest in, guys who invest in things. Now, it still have a lot of bad lads eh, who, who engage in this stuff, but it's not, it's, it's, on, on average, it's, it's the opposite. Uh, I think men who watch more pornography actually have more feminist ideals and, 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 and metrics of equality and whatnot now. Yeah. The evidence bear that out. Um, but, you know, we could, we could debate about that, right? Yeah, we, we, we could, we could, yeah. Um, but, but you know, as you touch on that, I really do like the fact that they don't, you know, try to explore, you know what I mean? Like, oh, why why would a guy do this? Like, why would a guy, you know what I mean, go out of his way and, you know, have a have a mask on and a knife and a, a camera and do all these things? Like, what what what's the cause? Is it what's on TV or what he's looking at on the internet? It's not like that. It's, right. it's not about that. It's about just, you know, the, the women involved in the situation and how they deal with it. Um, but I would say though, like if you are a fan of just that police procedural kind of stuff, then yeah, you will you will enjoy it. You know, just seeing everything just kind of play out piece by piece, okay. just seeing them kind of figure things out. And oh, you know, we have a lead here and all that kind of stuff. Um, of course, sometimes they will go on this lead and then it's like, ah, oh, well, no, it didn't. It's not what they expected. You know what I mean? So some you know always come up with um to some um what you were looking for to some dead ends basically, right? But um, it's always to the point that he learned from the mistake is like, okay, this is what we should do going forward. So I like that. So you see things play out. Um, and then also too with, uh, with Marie's back, with Marie's story, with Marie's act, basically, um, that was, it didn't captivate me as much as I wanted to, mainly because I was more invested, uh, invested in the investigation and the whole case, basically. But just really the, the point of Marie's story is just to see how she deals with the situation. It's not like, Oh, she was messed up from the beginning and all that kind of stuff. It's just once again how people deal with these things in different ways. Eh? So you know, I really right. praise the show for for just highlighting that. Now, you know what I mean, because like I said before, I don't know if there's like a particular way it's supposed to respond to it. I don't know. I'm not expecting. Oh, well, I would say like the cliche way is to you know lash out at everybody and you know want to commit suicide. Even though, well, slight spoiler, she does consider that at a point in time but it's like no i can't do that you know what i mean so right. yeah um but yeah overall this was pretty solid though even though i think the reason why people was praising this thing so much is because of the of the topic itself okay you know i mean it's it's yeah just uh i wouldn't say a rare topic or you know that that hasn't been discussed or delved into right. with, with films but you know it's just Kind of one of those uncomfortable things, and anyway. it reminds me of like the first season of Thirteen Reasons Why, which I totally right. praised. Though I actually heard the last two seasons, well, the two seasons before the final one, I think that's supposed to come out just now. I think were total garbage. But you know, I love the first season because of how real it was, how how it went in depth, in you know, in terms of yes, 
you know, rape and sexual violence and just how characters, right. well, not so much that, but suicide, actually. That was the main theme. I forgot about it, right? It was about suicide and just yeah. exploring what, you know, could lead someone to do that. You know what I mean? So this show doesn't go as far as all that. You know, it's just, once again, this police procedural is just this case being um, solved, basically. But it does tie back to Marie's story. And how they do that, too, was 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 clever I'll, I'll give them that it was it was really well done but in no way what i see is like one of the year's best tv shows even though i've seen this have like a top um in the top 250 list right now on imdb i'm like really like okay. people really love this show so much like don't get right. me wrong it it's not bad in it. it's very well made the acting is good even though I, like like i said i felt early on there was a little on the tv pg well you know on the on the primetime tv spectrum of things but you know, stories well told, acting, music, all that is solid. But still, it's not no, it's not, it's not a Chernobyl. It's not, it's not a when they see right. us. You know what I mean? It's not that. Um, I'm not saying that if it was on CBS, you know what I mean, it would have gotten more praise. But you know, on Netflix, it's like yeah, I kind of come to expect some TV, I mean, stuff anyway, given the subject material. But the show is what it is. It came, it did this thing. I'm glad that it's a mini series. You know what I mean? You know, so you just kind of watch it out. And you take from it where you will and you move on. And yeah, that's pretty much what I got out of that. So for me, right. Akasi is the best thing I see for the year. But it is worth watching though. Um, but I would say if you if that topic gets you, you know, just gets under your skin and you just can't take any shows that touch on that or have content like that, then yeah, you could stay away from that. But if you just want to, if you're intrigued by it, if you just want to check it out, yeah, give it a look, man. So... I will give this a strong three and a half out of five. While it's no masterpiece, while it, uh, while I personally don't think it's the best, most impactful, most emotional, most powerful thing I've seen as far as TV goes this year, I still recommend that you check out Unbelievable Man. You you will enjoy it right. somehow. All right. So speaking of best of best of the year, now you have to talk about Parasite Boy. Um, okay. As we said at the yeah, very beginning. Yeah, did you go that? Yeah. yeah. I swear this was going to be based on the anime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which still, still the life of me, I haven't got around to watching it. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a real, 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 in my opinion, really, really great. They made a, they, they made a live action movie out of it. From what I, I believe understand. so, yes. Yes, they did. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was like, oh, well, he gained he chance to do it because it's like, hey, you have a track record of doing decent sci-fi now. Um, right. Oh, so, oh, so I, you're I, thinking it's kind of like how, um, like, old boy, like, you know, a, right. a, a manga, you know, a South Korean adapting a manga. Right, basically. right, right, right. And then it's like, nope, we don't get that. We get this weird class consciousness kind of thing going on here. Oh, um, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, well, would that's when they decide to go with this? All right, excellent. Yeah. Um, so uh, one yeah. thing I just want to say, though, before, well, before we, before you, you for listening on what the show is, is about, right? So it is directed by Bong Joon-ho. Um, not, oh, I, would, I would say, like, um, I haven't seen all of his movies though, which is a shame. Because right. I think that he is yeah, hands on one of the best um best directors in South Korean in the South yes. Korean film industry today. You know what yeah. I mean? Um I have seen Memories of Murder, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I saw the host. I think that was the, yeah, that was my first introduction to him, right? Um right. really enjoyed the host though. It's not a show that I've gone back to, but I still appreciate it. Um I didn't see Mother, even though I heard great things about that. Um I saw right. Snowpiercer. Uh, which right. I believe was his first English language film. Really enjoyed that. I really need to watch it again, though, because I only saw it once. 
and I did not get around to hearing um to seeing um Okja. I heard some right. things about it didn't really quite work, but I hear some people kind of like it for what it is now. But, I, 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 dug, I, saw, I dug out Jaffa what it was. What it was trying to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was successful with it. I don't know, but I really should check it out though. So, no, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so with Parasite here, I mean, I've been hearing tons of praise about this show. Um, it won the Palm Door, um, first Korean yep. film to receive the award, actually. Um, what else? The, you know, I mean, it was showing up on best of the year list for this year already, um, and best of the decade, actually. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and this was a movie that like came out, you know, I mean, some months ago. So you know, process that for a minute. But um, what is Parasite about? What is Parasite about? Right. right so Kim, Kim, I think the K- the Kitek family or the Kitek family. I forget how to pronounce it. The uh, Broca's family, right? He and his yes. wife uh, Chung Suk. Um, Ki Wu and uh, Ki Jiang, uh, all of them living in this trash kind of basementish apartment. I'm not really sure what's going on there because it's yeah, underground. It's, but it's, it's, it's a, right. it's, yeah, it's a, what do you call it? A semi, um, a semi basement. Yeah, they, and I say they, they really need uh, they need Marie Kondo to come in their life because that thing is one cramp, packed up mess of a place. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, as I say, call Marie Kondo anyway. Uh, the basically they, they 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 broke broke as hell constantly had to worry about bullshit like like Wi-Fi and I mean they're really they're really sad and yeah. what happens is that oh and uh, well they're just sorry to cut today um and how, how they make money do is is folding pizza boxes though like, yeah, yeah 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 like real real trash like, yeah, yeah real, real trash real trash level um you know jobs though that barely yeah. negotiated anyway um. They try to do some stuff in terms of make they make their way in terms of getting a little extra jobs and getting a little higher ends. Uh, but uh, Kiwu, his friend in college, um, gives him a break. He says, "Look, replace me as uh, the English tutor for a wealthy family, um, the mm-hmm. Park family, I think." Yes. Right. And so he gets a job, and then what they they do, um, they they basically kind of run a scam on the family by systematically getting every one of their employees fired <laughs> and then um getting every one of them to replace them in their jobs to, to get some decent pay. And that is basically how it it builds. That's the beginning. That's yes. the setup. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Then um one of the employees who was fired, in fact one of the major employees who was fired, she this is where I'll stop and we'll just talk about it. I don't know if you want to get yeah, spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Um don't 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 spoil what right. does need to be spoiled, right? Yeah. Anyway, she comes back in the story and there's something she wants to get back in the house because she is, she is kind of ousted from the house for a very, really brutal and specific reason, which is like, mm-hmm. real, real um, mm-hmm. she comes back and then you get into why she comes back and then that is where the story really takes a, a weird turn. And yeah. that's the movie. You know, we'll, and then, so, but uh, it touches, uh, the main thing I noticed they touch upon is um, they get into the idea of class and, and yes. who broke and who whoever it is and whatnot and you really get to see how people just think about each other who poor and who rich and whatnot 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 and yeah so a lot of egos and and you know stuff gets into that and they, they do a good job with with establishing that whole paradigm um so that, that's just me the quick take on it right so what what are your thoughts on on, on parasite 
I I loved it. Didn't love it as much as I thought I would have, but then again, I kind of went in as blind as I could, so it was fine. But I, I thought it was great. Um, it again because it was so the the, the theme of class caught me off guard. This this is this is this is what sorry to bother you was last year for me. Um, there's a weird outlandish premise, and then it's yeah, but, it's, but, but something it's, incredibly relatable. Right, and it's yeah. but it's it has it have a central message. The message is very clear of what they're trying to say about, it, and then they set up the scenario in such a way to play out, um, and they get into the art, the, the characterization of what this, let us lack of a better term, alienating society does to us, especially the main character. Right, he he, uh, you know, he has a moment inside a um, when he was in a, a kind of refugee center, and it was yeah, it was like a super dark, depressing moment for. For them, though, it um, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it, it, you get into where the story goes and where where it decides to end off. I actually liked a lot um, for what they did with it. So I was I was not, um, you know, at, at first I was like, oh, it's just this kind of dumb jokey thing. And then when it did take that turn with the story, like, oh shit, this it, it's had a hit woman. And then the the big conceit of the finale, like, all right, I see where it was going with it and why it works the way it does and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this one. I, I, it's well acted, very funny, really dark, pitch black at times. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, subs, it comes back on you in terms of like why characters doing what they're doing and how they, how they play out and why they're making things. And the little, little details, the detail and world building is, is excellent in this, like really, really good. Little stuff like the boys smelling them, man. <laughs> and yeah, which, it, which caught me completely by surprise. Huh? Yeah, yeah, and, and how, how them have to suss out what was going on and, and why things was playing out the way it was. And it was really, really clever um, what it was. Uh, yeah, it's just a great, great character piece. And, you know, it just, again, this, the central theme of what, what they're trying to talk about really, really works because it's, just, it's all of this insanity going under the scenes now. And it, it nails that paradigm. It nails that premise very, very good. It's, it's great filmmaking on that, that, that standpoint. Um, so, yeah, that's just me on that. I agree with you totally. But um, I, I found myself loving this show way more than I actually expected. By. Uh, yeah, at yeah. first glance, like, I was getting, well, it's very much similar to, you know, the film, um, the Japanese film that we covered, um, I believe it was earlier this year, Shoplifters, right? This was um, right, this right. was yeah, enough right. to win the Academy yeah. Award for Best right. Foreign Language Film. I uh, mean, yeah. because of the socio-economic themes, you know, prevent, present in it now. Um, you know, and, and it's, you know, simply put, it's just about how the poor perceive the rich now and vice versa. Yeah. And, yeah, I found myself, like, totally related to the Kim family, you know what I mean? That, yeah. you know, the kind of, like, Oh gosh, but y'all really have it that bad though moments, especially <laughs> in, the, in the beginning. But still, it's just like, yeah, boy, I could, I, I, I could relate. Like, I could, I could, I'd see what they're going through. I'd see what they're going through. Um, and at first, like, when, well, basically, how they integrate themselves, as I'll say, you know what I mean, into the, the park family, you're thinking, this is some kind of mean spirited kind of stuff, though. It's like, no, not really. Yeah, it's just it, like, it's so, it, it like, kind of plays off, it kind of plays off like it, though. But it's like, no, not really. It's just simply put, it, we just want to live that life, though. Yeah, but at times it's like, way boy, all the real dread, though. It's like some real <laughs> busted thing, eh? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. So and so intricate, eh? like how they how they plan it out, like, okay, this is how we're yeah. gonna get this guy fired, this is how we're gonna get this girl fired, yeah. and. All these like layers and stuff like that. No, you catch me off guard. Cause first you take it, 
all right, okay, so clearly the Kims think that the park's like so naive that they could get away with this. But still, it's like, hey, it worked with one person, so let me see how this works. Now, you know what I mean? I love how um, it, it always keeps you on the edge of your toes. I just keep thinking, okay, one of the, one of the park members could go spot what's going on, and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be the daughter. Or am right. I any mother or father? And then you realize, then you see the boy pick up on one thing. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just that that cat and mouse kind of thing that that you know yeah, got yeah, yeah. the first the first act now. Um, second act though, well, don't want to spoil too much. Is where they they fully integrated into the family, and then something happens. As you see, you know, um, uh, employee that was fired comes back, and that is when things just sort of get dark. You know, well, it was dark already, but it got darker here. And it just got more hilarious for me. Just the moments, you know, it 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 was it was kind of I don't want to say slapstick, but it felt like you know one of those like Marx Brothers kind of films. You know what I mean? Characters yeah. kind of duck in and out that kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Um, another show I was thinking about too, oddly enough, was um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Right, right, yeah, which right. also bit, involves yeah. a a guy getting um kind of working his way into someone else's family to stay close to someone, right? That's all you say. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the moments where he changing from, you know, his outfits and all that kind of stuff, you really kind of ducking out and, you know, those those comical moments, right? But how they play it off in this movie was just so dark and just ironic as well. You could see the yeah. irony in it all. And yeah. It just had me in the edge of my seat like, oh my God, I, I just know somebody going to slip up. Somebody going to drop the ball somewhere. And sometimes you think, okay, it, it will be this guy, though, but it don't play out the way you expect it, though. It might happen at right. the time that you expect it to be. It'll just be like, oh, shit, something else happened, and then you wait, and then, right. oh, you drop the ball then, you know what I mean? So I love that, but it's really the third act, though. But it's the setup for it that, that really caught me by surprise, too. All I'll say, yeah. it, it, it just has to deal with um, a certain weather pattern, that's all you see. Because at first you're thinking, oh, well, this is the reason why the family comes back and this is why the other family hiding. But then when you see the consequences of that, it's like, oh, now it don't know exactly why it is they doing what they're doing. And you feel sorry for them, you know, you really sorry, you, you feel sorry for what it is they go through because of how, um, you know, just how, how poor they are, you know what I mean, basically. So you understand now why they will do whatever they can to just, just, just have that slice of, of, of you know, being rich, you know what I mean, you, you get that. It's not just... You know, it's not it's not really so much envy. It's just like, oh gosh, man. So we're just gonna be suffering all our life. Well, why we can't have that old pizza that fine? You know I mean, so you relate right. to them even more. They, they, so you know, what I mean, they may come off a little mean spirit, a little bit more. You know, um, uh, not mischievous, deceitful. You know, what I mean, but it it comes. But there's a there's a heart. To it. There's there's a there's an emotional weight to it, basically, and that's that's what drew me into these characters, right? Um, and then, well, not to see how it ends, but it kind of has a, a, a bloody climax, which is what I expected to. But there's really like the last few minutes, which I would admit, if it's just if I had like one tiny little gripe, you know, they do a lot of exposition, you know, what I mean a lot of narration to tell you what's going on. But they right. do that. You had to kind of explain what's going on to, and I, I remember shoplifters did that same thing in the third act, yeah. but yeah. You kind of have to explain things because, you know, it's like, well, months later, right? So you understand that. But it's just those moments and how the family um, is affected by it. You know what I mean? Well, the yeah, families, yeah. I would say. The two families affected it. That's yeah. when it hit me the most. And I was just in amazement of how the, the film just kind of started off kind of normal, kind of weird and quirky. Then went, you know, 
witty and clever, more like a like a heist film, you know what I mean? Where you're expecting the, the wittiness there, you know what I mean? Expecting, oh, this is how we get this, okay, cool. Then you get the dark comedy, really pitch black comedy. And then, yeah. yeah, well, the tragic and sad moments and just like, this is how it ends. Uh, sorry, this yeah. is what it's going to be. So, long story short, I love this movie. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would go as far as saying this, this, could, this could be top five for me, like top three, you know what I mean? I really did not I, expect to love this show as much as I did. Um, technical aspects, let me get this out of the way. Beautifully shut from start to end, opening shot to yeah. closing shot. Strong direction from, from Bong Joon-ho. The man yeah. really goes out of his way to show why he is one of the best um, filmmakers in South Korea. Boy, that's the attention to detail. And you know what I mean? It's not a show that kind of... Is, is that one of those shows where you had a kind of... Where it kind of screams, oh, pay attention to me and pay attention to these great shots. You know what I mean? It's kind of subtle. Is there any background, especially like the interior shots of like the park home and whatnot? But you could see the attention to detail there. You could see the excellent cinematography there, you know what I mean? Um, and just the blocking, the way how characters move and where, you know, the camera is. Totally love that. Um, the, the performances were solid throughout, throughout. Um, nobody half-assed it. Everybody came through, do what they're supposed to do. Even the, 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 the kid that we mentioned, you know what I mean? Everybody came and do their thing. The music was, was witty, you know what I mean? Um, it, it fit the tone of it. So when it was like witty, you got the music there. When it was dark, you got the music there. When it was tragic, you got the music there. So it fit well. Um, another thing I want to mention too that uh, I was getting a sort of Hitchcockian vibe from it. And it's funny too yeah. because there's a scene where yeah, there's a, like a bookshelf. And one of, I believe it's, a, it's books, right? But um, I'm not sure who the other people were in that lineup but one of the books you saw a picture of well alfred hitchcock i was like yeah right. boy, this is like right up his alley um his alina that sort of like dark humor kind of thing and just how he played it out but it's really the socio-economic team that really hooked men you know what i mean um it's not just about one family trying to deceive another family there's deeper than that and you know because they go in deep with it you, you understand yeah this is this is why i had to do if it's just my way of living that life, my way of, you know, having food in my stomach, you know what I mean, having money in my pocket, this is what I'm going to do. But there yeah. are consequences here. So I love that the film, um, and the way how the, the film takes these characters and really put them out there, you know what I mean, really have them do what they do. It kind of make you wonder at the end of it all, was it really worth it, you know what I mean? So that's one of the many questions that this movie leaves here. And this last thing I want to say, um, this is not like a heavy, heavy film where, you know, a lot of complex and stuff, you know, complex stuff that you don't understand. It's straightforward. Like I say, I relate it, you know what I mean? Um, even if you are on the, on the other end of the spectrum, if you if you in the bougie end of the spectrum, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean? You will relate to this thing somehow. But it's just right. the dynamic between the two families and what you will go through to, you know. And just what's going on underneath to... Um, because one thing though, like I also uh, I picked up as well, is the dynamic between the the park, um, the parents of the park, well, the park parents basically, the husband and wife. Like there's something going on with them, and the movie doesn't really like stop to explore it, but you could tell that there's some kind of, or well, at least the way how they end up together is there's something off with it. You know what I mean? It's always something off with the characters, with the the way how they interact with each other. Even the Kim parents themselves, there's something off with them too. You know what I mean? But yeah, the twist yeah. to that, that's, you know, I, um, that's the thing. I, I really thought that it would have gotten into that a little more. 
um, of what yeah, he thought of. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. They, they, they could have delved a little I thought, they would have, I thought they would have done like, okay, well, the next movie we're going to talk about does that almost very blatantly, where it right. talks about, you know, it's a, again, it's another class consciousness story, uh, in a sense, but it, it does get into that, and I really thought they would have gotten into that aspect of how unfair society is, or whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Um, right, right. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, but the but overall, though, I I really was surprised at how entertaining this movie was. But it was an absolute blast from start to end. Though it wasn't like, you know, one of those high fluted shows that just touching on this topic so much that you just had to come in, you know, in a moody kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you had to feel depressed because the characters going through hell and whatnot. No, you know what I mean? You're having fun with the characters. You laugh with them. Yeah. You, you're biting the deals. You want to see what happens next. Like, oh shit! You know what I mean? It always <laughs> keeps you on edge. And then when the very end is just like, yeah, boy, I, I, I really feel sorry for you. I really felt sorry for them, but because of how well told the story was, I just felt like, yeah, it kind of had to play out like that. Even the climax as well, too, as chaotic as it was, played out the way it was supposed to, in my opinion. So, I mean, not much more I could say about this thing. I absolutely love this. This could very well make it to my well, yeah, I would say right now this is top five of 2019 for me. Who knows? It could even make it as number one. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say right now. But believe the hype for this one. This is one of the year's best movies. This is one of the best movies of the decade. This is a reminder that um, that that Bong Joon-ho is one of the best directors living right now. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this because of the, you know, just, I'm just saying this too because of just what he brought to the table here. You know what I mean? It's not just, yeah. Um, you know, with storytelling, with writing, everything, it just works, right? So for me, this gets a strong four and a half out of five, man. This is the absolute, yeah. absolute must see. This is a high recommendation for me. Um, and as I say before, yeah, this have a huge, huge, huge chance of making it as you know, um, my best. Like, well, I, I would say top three of the year. It is that that good. I did not expect the show to be to be that great. Um, so yeah, going expectations high if you need to and believe me you will have a blast with this one so yeah not much more i could say i strongly strongly recommend you check out parasite so yes, what's your I, what's your what's your rating for this and yeah i give this one like, a, I, I this one like a 8.5 out of 10 um very very high score for me i uh it, it just executes everything on on almost really really well done on almost every level um you know it's up there really really high for me but i, I had some issues coming down to the ending I thought they could probably explore these ideas a little better, but again, just a matter of world building more than anything. Um, so you don't have to, you know, go on a soapbox and explain everything to dumb people like me. Um, <laughs> so that's about that. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. It's just, just really, really brilliant, solid film. So making, you understand why it, it get the hype it did. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this as well. Yeah, and last thing I'll say though, like after I saw it, I instantly wanted to see it again. I just feel that if I watch it, there'll be like something that I did not see. Like I saw as much as I could and I enjoyed it, but I feel like if I watch it again and again, I'll just pick up on something else. You know what I mean? So yeah, I totally loved it. Definitely check it out. All right. So next off, we're going to talk about um, Hustlers. I'm a right. hustler homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I saw the first trailer of it and I was like, that don't have bad though. This, this actually looked pretty interesting though. This was not... The train wreck that I assumed it was going to be for some reason, um, but really, but I just thought it was just going to be just you know just your your average film about strippers and you know stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, sex sells and all that kind of stuff. But 
is when you know you know conversations start popping up about you know Gino's performance and you know what I mean one of the best in her career well probably the best in her, in her career thus far and Oscar Woody their words not yeah. mine huh? Oscar Woody so I was like I need to see what the big deal is though but unfortunately I didn't get around to it um, it was one of those situations where I had to choose so I ended up picking Ad Astra which you'll talk about next uh, yeah. but yeah you saw Hustlers so fill us in on what Hustlers was about and how it played off you right so Hustlers is about it's based on a, a real story um, yes. that, that much I know. Yeah, based on our true story, is uh, I, I think it's a New Yorker or I forget which magazine it was that um, had had the story about this prostitute that was doing some shenanigans back in the late two thousands, early twenty tens, um, involving scamming money, and right. it focuses on a strip. Well, the story I forget the actual woman's name, but it focuses on this is who Constance who plays um, a woman named Destiny. Right? right, she kind of broke, and she had to work at stripping to support her grandmother, barely getting by, scraping by. Um, oh, her grandmother! Then, I thought it would be like for kids or something like that. You know, you no, know, no, stripper cliche, stripper cliche one on one. No, no, she get well. She eventually has a daughter, but that's that comes after. But it's ready to support okay. your grandmother. Um, a life, life is good. You know, she, oh, right. So she meets um. She meets um, a character, Ramona, played by uh, um, J Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, it I forget the actual the actual stripper's person. What what Ramona is person? Because they they change the names for the sake of the story, right? Um, and what it is, the entire thing is framed through the lens of the interview itself for the the article that's going to be written. Right. And. By by uh, the the journalist named Elizabeth that is played by um what's she name by um Save the Last Dance or what she name by oh, Julia Styles. Oh yeah, yeah, right. she was in that too. Yeah, she's glad to see she's still acting though, because yeah, yeah, that's thought... pretty good. She's pretty good in this. Um so life going good. You know, is 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 the height of the is around two thousand and six, two thousand seven, so stock markets, everybody making their money and so on so but we we in, in retrospect know what's gonna happen. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. 2008, the financial strike, the financial yep. crisis hits. Big, big thing. Everybody, a whole bunch of people lost their work. People who, one of them, one, I think one of the strippers was actually involved with one of those guys in, um, because most of the, most of the clientele is um, from Wall Street now. Right. Uh, I think one of the, she, she, one of the clientele, I think she, one of her guys was, um, was part of, uh, was probably was was caught up in some of that. So in terms of making money, um, she had to make back money to cater to his um, his lawyer lawyer fees now to defend right. himself. So little stuff like that, right? Um, tough get times get rough. The club, um, you know, get get real bad. They started they said you know when when strip clubs and and things started get bad, you know they started turn to prostitution. Uh-huh. You know just to make extra money. Um, and she, as a main character, had to go, basically, when, when she had to go to that low point, you know, um, one of the guys wanted her to, to give, her a blow, give him a blowjob, and he realized, um, and I think she gets, the guy liked to say it was three, 300, and it was really just 220s. So it was a brutal moment. No point for she. And wow. it's back, well, she was friends with Romora, and they were doing good, and they kind of split up when things went bad, and then they meet back. Um, bounce back and they, they catch up with each other over a few years and basically you learn 
that uh, Dorothy had a, sorry, not Dorothy, um, Ramona had a kind of a weird gig going. Where what Dorothy, what, sorry, what Ramona says is that she'd been using a combination of, I think, MDMA and ketamine, I think, to what it is doing. Oh, sort of like drug dealing in a sense? No, no, no. What, no, what they do is get together with some, they target a clientele, a particular client, right. a guy, they'll target him, they'll drug him, right? And then they've, they basically um, get him just um, conscious enough to um, be capable of understanding his credit card information. They'll basically fleece him for, for what he was. And because he has oh. very little, right? And because they have almost no memory of the night before, they think, oh, they just get on a bender and they spend a set of extra money. Not realizing this is really, they take more money than they should have now, in terms of what, what they should, in terms of spending. And that's the that gig, that's the, the scam, effectively. Um, okay, okay. They themselves don't, don't get drunk or anything like that just to be on point, and that is basically the scam. And it's a, a, a running scheme going on. And that's that the whole operation. But what happened? So eventually, um, what happened is that they, they, they're living big for the, the scam and whatnot. And JLo started to get kind of sloppy and arbitrary because I forget why exactly, but the guilds, the, the usual guilds and the clientele, what they try to do was um not not coming true for them now in terms of the jobs and i forget why exactly that that that's not happening but she started to get other people who were much sloppier in terms of the the, the gig now they had a good thing right. going but then now they started she's you know jlo characters had to hire people who just kind of sloppy and dumb and whatever it is and then so the, the how the story is framed how the story is framed is that um the interviewer is also interviewing J-Lo and she kind of playing J-Lo and Constance who character offer each other in terms of the narrative. Not, really, not necessarily playing, playing, but um, something like that. Um, right. Where you, know, you have different conflicting stories and they kind of, what happens is that they kind of, um, at the point in the story, when, when she's telling the story to the, to the interviewer, she makes the argument. It, it, it's like they kind of they stop talking to each other because of something happened. And you're not sure why, like why exactly they stop talking to each other. So something, a big deal kind of happened um, off of this now. And then you find out in the ending what happened. That was a really, really interesting twist. Not a big twist per se, but it's a kind of interesting reveal of a character right. that comes, comes back and what they do with that. And that, that's basically it. Um, okay. It, it's good fellas, but strippers. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Goodfellas but strippers. It's it's a very very similar idea, but again, Goodfellas was from what I understand a, a true story as well. Um, it was. It, 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 it was. It's like common knowledge. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, casino. Same thing. This whole people had a scam going and they was doing it, but it's it's strippers. That is it. Um, little cameos was was pretty good. That is um, Kiki Palmer. She was good in this. Um, yeah, I heard she was in that. Um, yeah. I know Lizzo was in it. Uh, Cardi B was yeah. in it. Oh, it's got to be. Got to be a little small thing. It wasn't major, but it was fine. I had no, right. I had no problem. And, but and, and, and what about what about Lizzo? Lizzo small but good, fine. Nothing major. Okay. Just just talking shit, you know, being wild, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, stuff like that. Nothing, nothing, nothing like bad or particularly hammy. Like I thought it would be real hammy. Cardi B would be hammy, but she was fine. You know, All the right. director he, keep things in check. I thought, and um, you know, it was it did handle the actors quite well. I thought. 
um, Kiki Palmer, but, but Kiki Palmer was impressive. She was, she was, you know, she's somebody who I, you know, what, she was Waki and the beer, right? Yes. Yeah. That was, I, that, I, that was like wee back when. Yeah, <laughs> so I cannot forget, you know, hey, Kiki Palmer cannot grow up now. Yeah, yeah, she, she kind of did. She, <laughs> yeah, she, she banging. So she was looking good. Um, I found out, I just found out that, uh, just checking online here, I just noticed that Adam McKay produced this. So it's not surprised. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, not... did. Adam McKay did, maybe he did, um, the, the other, other movie the, about... The, um, the Big Shot and... Big yeah, Big Shot, right. yeah. Exactly. So this, and I imagine nice... it have that same kind of style and substance, right. that kind of vibe. No, well, not, not so much, but it, 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 you're talking about the same event, you know, the same right. shenanigans. And you know, so Jlo have she little she little class consciousness moment about hey them rich motherfuckers them mash up the country and so we stealing from them is not a you know it's not really a problem because you know fuck them right um, you know that is the whole point that a big part of it is that and eventually you know they get catch and you know they they, they serve a little bit of, well they serve mostly just like probation time not major um, they, they make very very little jail time if if any and. It just it just dies it it just kind of ends up but uh, the big reveal and twist you can understand why they split off from that I don't want to spoil it please don't please yeah, don't spoil it it's, yeah it's very good and I, I thought it was very interesting because it's, it's the crux of the whole thing and that particular character you could see how he would you would you would invert the whole story for them right um, and it it he makes it work um, for what it, for what they decided to go with it. Um, I Cassie I love this love this it's good. Right, I mean, look, is is constant one jello stripping, so you can't go wrong. Um, right. But uh, I thought um, because it was a little too derivative uh, of other movies that we've seen, um, I couldn't really um, buy into it as much uh, because as, as, you know it's one of those you see before, and they don't do anything that interesting with it. Pussy. Right. But I imagine if I was if I was a, it, I, I, you know it's one of those things. If I was a woman, I'd probably like it more. I'm sure. I don't know. Right. Um, um but but you haven't you haven't talked about about Miss Lopez man. Right. JLo is good in this, but not great. She's fine. It's good. All right. So but, so it's not but, it's not like nominated for best actress. I didn't get know, that level. from it. But if she get nominated, fine. But I wasn't getting anything from her like wait, this real mind blowing and oh JLo real fucking good in this. I didn't get it. Oh, I, I I was I, just expecting like like some monologue that she'd do and it would be like Incredibly epic, and the camera will be on she for the whole shot, and right. that's okay. what they talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's one scene that's kind of like that, but it's it's fine. It like it's like okay, is it's it, it nothing special? I wasn't like too impressed by it per se to say way, but this is some mind blowing performances. It's a good performance. It's a pretty good performance, but it's not like this amazing performance. It's, like, right. it's I, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. As I said, um, you know, directing is good. You know, I think it's machine name Scarafia. Uh, yeah, she's just solid, competent directing. You know, they do a lot. Again, it, it really has a lot of slow-mo shots and, you know, context, you know, just to recontextualize the situation. You know, stuff like that. Typical stuff now. Um, right. you know, how to recontextualize the situation with a good slow-mo shot on a, on a soundtrack. You know, that's, you know, typical shit now that you will get from, from a Goodfellas type scenario now. Yeah. Um, and um, I can't be, uh, you know, overall, I had a, I had a good time with it because it's, it's just good character piece. Um, because it's based on a true story, yeah, you know, they make it work for what it is. And overall, I, I enjoyed it. So, um, my, my quick rating, um, yeah, give it a movie tongue, it's a solid movie tongue. I enjoyed it for okay, what it was. Okay. Um, it's good. It's not, I, I, did, I didn't think it was brilliant, I didn't think it was great. 
just really good, quite good. You know, I, I have no no problem um, watching it over for a second time because <clears throat> reasons. And, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that is about it. Uh, you know, something I wanted to mention quick. Oh, yeah, they had a bunch of like other like popular models and things that you would have noticed. So uh, I think what's your name by? I think it's not Amara La Negra, but um, forget the other uh, the other another model wasn't this way. I forget she knew, but she was in a scene. And it's like, oh, the only reason I know she is because reasons, right? right. Um, <laughs> but it, it, they get people who they know hot. They get hot chicken. Yeah, that, that, right? that's the point. That's, that's the point. Yeah. Right. That's a big part of the cell. Um, but it's, it's kind of like um, this, this movie for me. Um, no, Magic Mike. Mike. Um, no, not Magic Mike. Um, shit. The one in, went with Florida, in Florida with, um, with James Franco. As alien. Oh, um, Spring, Spring Breakers. Breakers. Yeah, it have that. Which is a, a show that, that I shockingly really enjoy. Like, um, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that, that came out when, I think it was 2012 or 2011, I think it was. But that, no, no I think it was 2013. And at that time, I, I called it my, my Guilty Pleasure movie of that year. Okay. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I, yeah, I really I, dug Spring Breakers. And, right. well, I know, like, well, just before I forget, though, and, some people actually ranked as one of the best movies of the decade, though. I can't say I, I only saw the movie once back then and really right. dug it then, but I don't know. But, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, but it, it kind of reminds me of Spring Breakers a little bit in the sense of, oh, you're, you're reframing otherwise girls who supposed to be in, well, not, uh, you know, women or women that you wouldn't put in a situation like this doing some insane, insane shit like that kind of situation. Uh, oh, but okay. This is all- I, tell you, I tell you what you're referring to, like, you know, just the decadence of it all, you know what I mean? But well, now we're going to show the dark side of the decadence. You know what I mean? Right, that's part of it, but it's not that. It's just the whole, you know, how to see these characters in a different light and you'll never put them in that place kind of thing. That's like kind of right. the big seller okay. this, in a sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, as I say, I can't be mad at, at um, I can't be mad at this in this movie for what it was. You know, it, it's good. It's well done in, in, in terms of just, again, good, competent filmmaking. You know, just to put it out shortly, very comp- very derivative, but very competent. Okay, right? fair enough, fair enough. Right. I so will that... hopefully give it a look, though. I hope it's not, I uh, hope I do end up um, forgetting it by year's end, but I'm really curious about yeah, it. I'm really no. curious. It's, it's, not, it's not like a waste of your time or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's, but it's not, I can't really say it's truly brilliant or special or anything like that, but not forgettable um, for reasons, right? Um, right, right. <laughs> right. So that, that is. Yeah. That is that is it. Uh, can't be mad at this.
Okay, so um, let's talk about GTSE 19. Oh, Chuck. Yes, uh, this was uh, an event that um, we were both uh, invited to yesterday time of this recording. Um, and this was hosted by a good friend of mine. His name is Ansel Harris. He is the founder of GT Network, which uh, pretty much promotes Caribbean content, but you know more well more emphasis on stuff from Trinidad and Tobago or stuff that he's created. And the key, well, in his case now, you know, I mean, it's something I, I've known about it for quite some time. He's very much into comic books. He's very much into superheroes, right? So, yeah. um, uh, well, what he said, you know, at the very beginning of the of the presentation of his presentation is that uh, he was creating characters from like each tree. You know what I mean? So he has hundreds of characters, and well, I assume a good amount of good chunk of uh, of them are superheroes, right? So, um, he's been teasing with these well tree characters over the past few years since the inception of GT Network, right? But this right. was the time that we really got to see actual trailers, not just, you know, um, snapshots and, you know, um, posters and whatnot. So those three characters are Tarsen, um, Night Rogue, which I saw a trailer of, um, well, the same trailer that actually showed last, um, well, that night actually, um, he showed it back there, and Mag- Magnolia, but it's it's spelled right. M-A-G-O-N-O-L-I-A. That's just mainly because, well, we have the PTA movie Magnolia from 1999, okay. and we have the distribution company, the film distribution company Magnolia, right? So, you know, it's copyright stuff. Um, and, I mean, what I would just say, though, just about, just about the event itself. Uh, it was well attended, I would say. You know, saw some familiar faces, um, some people that I've always wanted to meet, some people I haven't seen in ages, actually. There were some technical hiccups here or there, but I mean, it's the first time, you know what right. I mean? I, 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 mean it, one, the, the two things that, well, the, the, just a couple of small things that bother me. Yeah, I thought they could have just simply, yeah, you have to just simply practice this stuff, man. Just run it through, see when I'm working before everybody show up. Now. Um, yeah, well, I assume that right. this is what they were doing the Friday before. I assume that. Yeah, but, yeah apparently not. Yeah. But another thing that just kind of bothered me, like, seriously, you had, a, you had a shiner projector on a white screen. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Or a reflective yes, screen. Yes, yes, yes. China reflector on a green screen, brother. <laughs> that don't work at all. It was not a problem. Yeah. Actually, it, it, it was, it, especially um, with us not just being able to see the colors because, yeah, you know, exactly. we expect to see the colors of, of what's going on, right? But right, that's right. that's just, you know, minor gripes, right? But yeah, um, really and truly, you know, I just, what, what blows me away is not just that this is somebody from Trinidad and that this is that, that somebody that I know, but that it's somebody who just really has just all these great ideas and willing to to just put them out, you know what I mean? Develop them however which way he could, you know what I mean? Um, I remember at first, you know, when I first met him, it was comics and cartoons basically that he wanted to do. But now he's, you know, he's stepped things up. He's, you know, um, because he's had his hand with live action filmmaking um, for like about 10 years, actually, I would say. You know what I mean? Now he's tackling, well... You know, he's he's basically adapting his comic book characters into live action. Yeah, that's something so incredibly ambitious. But you know me, I I love ambitious people. It's just you know, um, and I told him this yeah. actually afterwards. It's just a matter of just creating great characters, great stories, and you know they will sell themselves. You know what I mean? So right. um, this is this to me is groundbreaking. But I like that you know with an event like this, it's just like okay, this is like the seeds being planted here. This is us 
slowly developing these things. But I see this thing, I, I see, you know, these characters and these shows, um, you know, just blowing up, you know what I mean? And just really impacting um, not just um, our quote-unquote film industry, um, but, you know, just Caribbean film as a whole. This right. Just showing people simply that it doesn't have to be about PSAs, about AIDS and rape, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be documentary. It doesn't have to be... Although we kind of guess up like that eh, later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, all right. I, I forgot to mention, too, um, we were also introduced to um, a 16-year-old director. Well, she actually made her yeah. first um, short film, True GT Network, actually. Right. And it was about suicide, you know what I mean? And, well... Right. Okay, so it, what happens is that this, this, um, this year, the film festival, the, the, the one thing I went to, which was the one film I went to, but it was, it was coupled with a bunch of other films, was all the high school films. And ah, yeah, most you, of the, you, or, you, or you saw the capstone stuff, okay? No, high school. Well, I don't know capstone or high school. I just I don't know what to call it. Oh, you it's mean like like secondary school stuff? Okay, secondary okay. School, I, thought yeah. you meant, yes. I thought you meant UE stuff. Okay. No, 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 no high school stuff. And I um the high school stuff. I the movie was more or less identical to one of those. So like it was it was those pretty much yeah. the same thing. Um, but your but but but. but but I mean, I, it's a first time. I, I, right? I mean, I, I would admit even even my first time stuff. I don't want to look at kids like, ah, you know what I mean. But um, just just want to say this quick. Um, the, the the cool thing is, well, this is actually a big announcement. Is that um, she will be co-directing with um right. with Ansel on um on Magnolia actually once they right. start uh, getting more rolling with making these series and that's right. that's just a big achievement. That's a big opportunity, right. especially well, at age. Yeah, the thing with this is that, again, Ansel is in a really tough position because at the end of the day, money, right? He, that, that, that's always, always, always the I found it kind of strange why he put it in the place in there because I thought this is something that you had to find yourself in, in Medulla Art Gallery or some shit to pull, to, to pull off. Oh, you mean in Port of Spain as opposed to yeah, a, a, a studio, a music studio, exactly. um, out yeah. of the way actually in, in Barataria. Right, exactly. And then um, I, it's kind of a weird space to go to, but whatever. And then I thought that, you know, you're going to be, you know, be courting some people, not me. I mean, guys like me is not the kind of people you should court for this, right? But for one, I get, we're just trying to do the group, right? I hear they have some, a couple of names. Hopefully they should, they should invest in them um, if they get you. And I really hope they get you. Because the thing to, with it too is that uh, he, he need, it's not that he need better equipment per se. I, 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 even though I'm, that kind of person, I don't think you should be an equipment monger up a C. But um You you could you could have the best equipment and still make a shitty film, huh? Exactly. Let's be real exactly. here. Let's be real here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But my thing is that you, you should still fight up to try to get a decent enough camera to belt up because you know they're asking little things like how you're not shooting in 4K and how come so and so, so and it's like, no, we're shooting it 1080p and it, it coming up to 720p. Like, well, that's nice, but you need to do that kind of stuff. And you can tell a lot of stuff still not finished. Again, to me, there's only one thing that matters in this which is Ansel's mindset and attitude, right, about this, right? He has a lot of pluckiness, right? And you have to make that work, and that goes a long way. And, you know, the guy who's the writer I thought was, was quite impressive. Um, and, as, uh, you know, I'll put, the analogy I use right now is, is um, good seeds need good soil, right? So, yes. And needs water. So I would like to see that happen, hopefully, for him. Um, the, only, the only help I could give, per se, is to the writer. Right, uh, you know, like to see, you know, I actually gave him a little help out and a little link to see what I could do with a lot of that. 
Um, so that is about right. it. Um, but okay. yeah, I um, I just I felt just could have prepared the, the show a little better. I I mean I was cool and I was amongst friends, so it was fine. It wasn't like some oh all stodgy and this has to be perfect and no nothing like that. But at the same time, um, you know, I thought he could have just prepared and had the show flow a little better. But that's about it. Um, yeah, um, I, I I agree. Yeah, but um, but but really, what I got out of it is just you know the courage and just the ambition to just go along with this yeah. thing. Um, it's not like right. oh look at me and all my cool ideas and you know like, I don't care if you don't like. It's not like that. It's just this is yeah. This could actually make a difference. You know, what I mean, not just to um once again quote unquote our film industry, but right. you know just. For well, the the target audience. I mean, teenagers and young adults. Uh, um, just showing them that there is possibilities, not just with film, but with storytelling, yeah. with creativity and whatnot. And, and and to be to be to be brutally honest about this, I you know I've I've seen a graveyard of people like Ansel, right? These people. Who yeah, are, I, I, yeah, I've met a few actually. I've met a few. They, yeah, they exactly. come, they burn out in about a year or, or less, and that's it. He, you hear what, what I mean? What I at least get from him is that he's he is realistic. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. He understand so I, I would like but I would really love if he gets like a good somebody really give him a little something you know not much just give him a little something just enough to to have him breed just or you know don't give him too much so you don't get too fat on and get get lazy just just enough to keep you lean and so yeah you focus on your project and you focus on a single project and I really hope what, what they what they're pulling off if they could they could just sit down and um you know could get what what they needed to do for the summer of twenty twenty. Um, yeah, the three projects look look okay. Nigro Nigro looks the most promising for me personally. Um, it's yeah, the one that it, you could, it does. It's the one you could pull off character wise the best, I think. Um, of course, and because it does not rely. Well, uh, um, I'm assuming it's not going to rely right. on any big VFX now. Exactly. Um, Tarson looks okay as well. Is uh, is is interesting. It's actually notoriously similar to to my comic, at least at the beginning. <laughs> um, um. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too too close, but it, it have some of these same, you know, essential premises and, and working ideas, but whatever. And oh, and oh, there's shout out to to what's your name my Julia Julia? Yeah, Julia, Julia. Um who plays Julia, right, right. Yeah, she looks she looks great. I think she's a dancer or something like that. I was like, whoa, she, you know, you really get a good a good actress for that. Um yeah. it's great, I think. And and the guy who gets guy who plays Nitro, great, great look. So yes, you'll get some extra yes, screen presence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some extra screen presence from that. And yeah, overall, um, the, you know, I, I want to see what they're going to do with that. For the last one, I forget the name. It, it's slipping that, my mind right uh, now. That, that, that's Magnolia. Mag- Mag- Magnolia. That feels the least complete, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, it doesn't feel too fleshed out. I, I kind of get what he was going for with it, but uh, it doesn't feel like he sit down with that and, and make the world building for it for what it is. Um, personally, and I, this is this is more. I, you know, you don't, don't don't listen to me because this is Monday morning unsolicited advice. I would probably try to just have a tighter focus on one of the stories and one of the characters instead of trying to do this all universe thing all at once. And if it's anything I would focus on the most, it would be uh, Tarsen first, right? Because you still you still need to pull the world into, uh, you know, the whole super the super well not supernatural but super. Extra, extraneous stuff, right? The idea yes, of yes, yes. Oh, your powers and so on, so yeah. And, and then you could show well, not so much the polar opposite. You show the other side of it with um, Night Rogue. You know, I mean, somebody who right. has no powers, right? Exactly. And um, even though Night Rogue gonna be could could be easily the best in terms of writing, and if you could sit down and make make Night Rogue work and have Night Rogue make more sense, then fine. 
Um, but yeah, ultimately, this I I am in full support of this. Uh, you know, Tupac said Tupac said um, you know our rogues could go through concrete, and you're really getting that from from Ansel. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And. Great reference, by the way. Great reference. Yeah, I just, I just really want to see him get, get some money. And you know, it's just me talking shit on the internet. You know, um, just talking. But I, I want to just try to see, figure out a way for him to get something. He had to start like a Kickstarter or something, something to just get a budget now, and and yeah. you know, you know, put out a project and a really, really solid, smart project. And you know, for, for I don't know when he could do it. Well, he said it's summer twenty twenty because everything seemed to be private. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Figure out a way to get something, uh, get it done and to to push it. Um, to push something out and get get a good job, um, and give us a good product. Um, but yeah, I I rooting for this dude, you know, all the way. Um, you know, want to see him? I want to see him flourish. He doing big things. So shout out to Ansel Harris, brother. I really, really, really want to see you succeed. Yeah, same here, same here, man. I mean, um, like I mean, I have been burnt before as far as film goes, but um, you know, I mean, Ansel has been one of the people who. Never gave up, even though you know some yeah. things didn't play out the way how he did, uh, how he expected them to, you yeah, know, play yeah. out actually. So for me, that's that's inspirational. Like, you know what I mean? So no, I'm not gonna be all ambitious and want to make some big sci-fi film. Wink, wink. You know, basically <laughs> true that. But at the same time, though, if I could just kind of dial things back, I'd be like, okay, this is what I could do now, and then when I'm ready, when I could, when I have the resources, or when I'm when I have the, the proper story done and everything, that, that's when I can tell the story. So it's baby steps. That's, that's the point I to get at. Just baby steps, get it to where it is you need to reach. So in his case, it's a network. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to worry about putting movies out in theaters. You know, it's just shows on the station and that's it, right? So he could take his time with it. Um, but I just want him to be a little careful, you know what I mean? Do a bite of more naked chew. Um, and yeah, just take your time, just building your world, just developing your world. There's a sad part about this too, is that, you know, the, the kind of advice that I would give also, you know, that's the advice you and I would give, is like, oh, be careful and, and be cautious, but it's, it might be the exact type of advice that will be bad for him now. But I can't tell him, I, I, I feel it, it also feels irresponsible to tell him, oh no, you gotta, go, you gotta do your thing, big things, man, and put, put yourself out there, and then you get burned, right? Um, right, right, exactly, because cause we kind of um, went through that in a way. Kinda, <laughs> so right, exactly. it, it may not be as, as similar as what he went through or what, what he will go through. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. But as I say, as I say what he, but he, he did the most important thing of all. He understood that he might be in a space where he might not be the big super success and it's really going to be the next generation to do it. And that's the big, the, the, that's where really soul meant for him now. Um, right, right, right. When, when he when he talked about the the, the, the girl the young director I forget her name I really it's you know a bad with names you know that um, and I was like okay you really understand you understand how to deal with this and how to make it work and to go forward now this kind of short sighted selfishness that a lot of um, local creation have um, in terms of making projects that is a big mistake you're not you're not seeing what the future is and mm-hmm. your real plans have to be about that right that is your long term thing it's not you have to be the vanguard you know of the attack, right? And is you're really setting things up for future agents, right? Um of and course, that's why yeah. I think that's why Ansel is in I think Ansel in that space and he, once he, he understands that that's the most important part. It's who you inspire. So not not saying yeah, that exactly. the next generation is gonna be making superhero shows, but right. they could make films like I say, you know, doesn't have well, to just, you know, yeah. they they could do different genres and not be afraid yeah. to do it. Just be creative with it, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but I don't yeah. know. It, it, really does, it really does the matter of, of giving people the chance and the space now. So by the time they're in a position like where you are, they could do, you know, amazing stuff. Right. Um, and yeah, you, you lead the foundation just for other people exactly. to... Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it. I, I, I had a fun night. Um, yeah, I, buy, I, bought a, I bought an enormously am- high amount of Subway cookies. So I was just eating that whole night. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, I was, just, I was just talking shit with you and some of them, you know, enjoying yeah, yeah. and having fun. Um, I, I had a fun time for the most part. I, I, I dug the port. It was, I really felt they could have prepared a little better technically, but uh, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So awkward, awkward transition in five, four, three, two, one. So before I I, I went down to you know the to to the event, I yeah. took in at long last at Astra. Right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like you know, both until and you were calling the final was coming down the road. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I call right. I called you all right. afterwards. So what, right? Yeah. What happens? I, I didn't know where the place was. I can I can find it. It's only because until came out. Um, I saw him now. I was like, oh, shit, oh. okay, that's what... Well, well some similar happened to me, actually. Right. Okay, but yeah, so I, I took an Ad Astra. I wanted to go in as blind as possible, but I did see the first trailer for it. Um, right. I remember you were, like, really excited for it, you know what I mean? I mentioned it in yes. previous episodes. You were really excited to see it, but I didn't want to go in with my expectations too high, you know what I mean? Just because... I don't know. I just want, just really want to appreciate the show for what it is, and not just off of expectations, uh, Speaking of that, um, this movie has been getting a ton of praise ever since it, you know, premiered at TIFF and you know the Venice Film Festival. Now, um, many people citing um, Brad 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 Pitt's performance to be the best ever in his career, which right off the bat I find this BS because I find the man has put out great performances for a majority of his career. So for you to zero in on this one performance and see he's the best is like, well, but we, but we had once upon a time in Hollywood just a few months ago, though. Yeah. Yeah, like what about that? What about that? Right? <clears throat> and also to many people, but this is the real reason why I want to see it. Many people call this movie a masterpiece. So right. it's like among like along the level of see, well, in a way, interstellar, um, you know, I mean gravity, stuff like that. But what I would say though, this just I would say like this decade we have gotten some great, you know, sci-fi space films now. Um yeah. Gravity, the Martian, and yes, Interstellar. I do defend it even yep. though it does have flaws. And this movie yep. here too, Ad Astra. But I would say basically it's what each film brings to the table. You know what I mean? So you might find gravity to be too simple and you know the story's too straightforward and it's kind of silly, you know what I mean? Especially with the the fire extinguisher, which right. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's dumb, but whatever. I love the movie. I love the movie, right? Damn it. But um or you might find it to be or you might want it to be a little bit more complex and more philosophical and existential, yeah. like say, um, like say Interstellar. But to me, just looking at those four films, is like not you don't necessarily have to do that. It's just an experience. What what is the story you're telling? Um, how simple the story is, how complex it is, and yeah, just how much of space you want to show and how gorgeous it can make space look. So I'm glad yeah. that you know Ad Astra did what it was supposed to do without having to be too highfalutin, you know what I mean? But that was wondering at first, now, like, for y'all to see this movie some kind of big masterpiece, right? It had to be right. on the kind of highfalutin side of things, right? Kind of. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It was yeah. like the next 2001, it, 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 so, I'll, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the thing. I, they, what it did with this movie, it, in some ways it felt like the exact opposite of what a highfalutin space movie would be, because the big sell of it is, oh, everything is just sheer banality. 
of right. space travel. Um, and it, well, the central conceit of the story is, I thought they would have done something else with it, but the central conceit also is, is interesting for what it is. Now. Um, and I was just surprised that, that they say, all right, we're not going to get, I'm going to put it like this. Hmm. We're not going to get space as you think it is, but right. it's just going to give you um, this working banality that just, um, you should accept. Because everything is about alienation. For like a, well, you know, kind of slight spoilers with the story, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, big, a big part of it is just alienation. And that, is, that was everything. You know, everything was about emotions and how to think about things and suppressing emotions and that is the cause of problems. You know, stuff like that. And yes. so the film now was... I was surprised that they decided to go with this, given that it, from a value standpoint, it seems to be the exact opposite of what we think about when you go out of space and the romanticization of space travel, especially right. when you know, especially in the, in the light of what was it, what the fiftieth anniversary of, of Apollo or something like that, right? Um, Apollo eleven, yeah, yeah, right, right. And I, so I was really surprised that the film is philosophically kind of felt like the opposite of. Opposite of what I was, um, what Expected. I what I thought, right? In terms of this, just the romanticization of space because it's the anti-romantic space, right? Yeah, you're, was, you're right. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Um, come to think of it, it was just it up like kind of almost like a kind of f you to people who was romanticizing space and and you know well you know when you find out what what um the plot a lot of the plot was about as well, I'm like okay that's that's strange, it's a strange take, and then it says all right well no you should really. In many ways, I, I look at this movie as kind of the anti-interstellar, in a sense. Right, right. You know, Where interstellar was, like, was just about the beauty and the gloriousness of right, space and space travel, kind of. Yeah, no, exactly. But interstellar was, no, our salvation is, is, is out there. And this movie yeah. kind of does the opposite, right? It kind of does the opposite with that. Yeah, um, and something that I learned after the fact, though, um, because I thought that the, the film would have explained it, uh, was the meaning of Ad Astra itself, right? That's a common term. Uh, it means to the stars, right? Or something right, like that. right, right. Which is why at the very beginning, in the... Yeah. I, I, I kind of I cited for myself the sort of Blade Runner-esque opening with right. the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of zero in on the words, on the last words. Well, I think it's the last words in the um, in the intro yeah. uh, to the stars. Yeah. But I didn't pick up right. that is what Ad Astra meant. And I thought it had something to do with... I thought it was like the name of the, the shuttle or something. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, but just the idea that, um, you know, just human beings look to the stars for everything, for, for meaning to yeah. life, to the existence, right. everything. When at times you just had to kind of look within yourself or just look around, you know what I mean? Just where you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the old point of this now. That, I find, right. That's what I find it was really strange. They, they took that route with it now. Um, yeah. But, you know, okay. So anyway, tell me about, about this movie about Matthew. Yeah, so um, this it's in the near future. Um. There's these power surges, like this, these coming out of nowhere, actually um, affecting the, the solar system, right? They've been showing up on Earth. You know what I mean? People have died as a result of these things, um, and yeah. you see how it how it kind of affects um, just you know uh, established industry, right? So in this case, we are right. introduced to um, Roy McBride, who is played by Brad Pitt, and he is working on this um, space antenna, like probably immensely, ridiculously tall, right? 
Yeah, it, yeah, it looked awesome. It looked really amazing, right? Um, especially depth of field, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So one of these surges affects, well, ends up hitting the um, the, the antenna. Um, yeah. As a result, Roy falls, right? He falls off of the antenna. He's falling down literally from, like, um, into Earth's atmosphere, right? But because over the years, you know, him being an, an astronaut, he has to learn to kind of keep his emotions subdued, you know what I mean? Especially, like, anger and fear. He kind of playing things out kind of rationally, which which surprised me, actually. So he falls yeah. to it. Fortunately, he doesn't die. But then afterwards, he kind of deal with the situation. Uh, we learned that he was married. Um, Liv Tyler, of all yeah. people, was his wife, and it didn't work out. Yeah. Shame on him. I mean, it's Liv Tyler, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, no. I, I, there's one thing about the movie. There's one thing about the movie that was shocking, huh? That they had all these big stars in it, and they just kind of didn't yeah. really use them, though. That's 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 one gripe that I have with the show. But I'll get to that, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, they learn later on. Well, he's he's called by um US Space Command, Space Command, sorry, and he's told yes. that um the surges have something to do with something called the Lima the Lima Project, sorry. Uh, right. And this was a project that was set up to search for intelligent life um well in the farthest regions of of space actually right well the, the well it's, the, yeah, it's the edge, the edge of all, you, could, you could see yeah well, the edge of the it's the edge of the major planetary bodies of the solar system so the last major planetary body neptune right um, so once you get there that's where they right that's where you could see see how far you know what i mean that kind of thing right um and well the, the person who was running it just so happened to be roy's father clifford who was played yeah. by tommy Lee jones Oscar winner, um, but the but later on is it was revealed that you know um, the something terrible happened in the project. A lot of people died, but he may be alive because they've been picking up like these um, these signals actually. So the plan is to get um, Roy to go to Mars actually. So he has to go to he has to go to the moon, then go to the Mars, uh, go to Mars. Sorry. Right. And while of how, what this story here is that is set up that yeah there is life. Basically, what colonial life I would see on those two plants, you know what I mean? And it's funny too because it feels so commercialized. Like I would say, there's one brand that shows up, and when I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, this this makes sense. This makes sense." Right. Like in the near future, yeah, I would see this brand in Mars. You know what I mean? And the way how you know, it, it looks like it looks like a, a shopping mall. Basically, you're seeing escalators, you're seeing kids there, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, yeah, this makes sense. That that makes sense. No, no, yeah, the nail, here's what the nail. Like, the nail, they absolutely nail the world building in this. Like, I yeah, yeah, they, and, and it's not like they spend too much time explaining stuff, yeah. but they just show it. It's like, okay, okay, all right, cool, okay. Yeah, a lot of things is that the world building is subtle because you're not sure exactly what's going on with, with um, I forget the name of the company, XCOM or whatever it is, or Spacecom. 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 And uh, it was, you're not sure because a big part of this is is the whole suppression of emotion stuff, right? You know, once you, you fail the psyche valve, you're out. It's completely yeah. locking out the system. And I thought that was really interesting, but it's like, okay, well, where's the politics behind that then? Exactly. Um, you don't know if it had something to do with, with Clifford or somebody else that, you right, know, right. emotions flew off exactly. and something bad happened. Exactly. Right. right. And I, I, thought they, I thought they did a, a good, um, I thought they did a decent job with a lot of that to say, well, okay, um, how are we going to do this world building as opposed to this and in telling you it builds into the character? Because he already accepts this world as it is. And they yeah. have little facts, like you say, like little things about the world. Because, okay, so the, 
the, the world, you wonder like, wait, why can't they sort this out or how they can sort that out? And you didn't care. That's what I liked about it. You could, yeah. you could ask questions about the world building, but they, they give you just enough information to say, all right, you can accept this for now as it is. Like, okay, the moon thing. There's a great action sequence on the moon. Yeah, um, involving pirates for some reason. Pirates, but, right. uh, but what I like about it too, it, well, my one gripe of that scene is that I wish it could have been a little bit louder, um, longer, sorry, but um, I loved the right. setup of it, the visuals, the sound design, which is fantastic, by the way, because once again, you know, it's space. You're not supposed to be hearing pew, 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 but when, when right. you hear explosions in vehicles, um, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. to vehicles, um, you hear that. So the way how they use sound in, in well, in that sequence and in the movie as a whole, was was yeah. excellent in my opinion. Yeah, they, they had this great part where you get to the end and I get to the base and you just see these rockets just come and just blow you two you guys. Yeah. Just to touch on the pirates, think for a bit, sorry. Just to touch the thing on the pirates. Like you would understand from like from once again world building, like okay, you have these people setting up all these like big companies and stuff like that. Okay. Right. So of course you'll have people who will be against that and for some reason, they wouldn't. They, even though they didn't really quite explain, you could kind of put. You could kind of think about like, yeah, well, I know, yeah. They would have people that would be against that. They would call them but like pirates, right? Pirates. It don't make sense. It, to me, it don't make sense. A pirate just living on the moon. Think about the moon ain't that big, right? Moon actually pretty right. small in terms. I think in terms of square areas, about the size of Australia. Um, right. and so I, I think you could easily clamp down on the moon and find people and how you're hiding on the moon, and it's kind of stuff. so. What the implication was, and I think they, they quickly mentioned this, is that. They're being supported by actual powers now, by actual by actual bigger uh, political forces. So it's implied that it's a kind of state-sponsored kind of thing now. It's yeah. more privateers than pirates, uh, which is really interesting, right? Um, so that could, that could, you could tell a whole story on that, but no, that is not the story. Decided to just go with it as it is, and you, you just move on, which still exactly. works, right? Yeah. Um. So let me just jump into the review there one time, right? Because um. Well, why why I have to stop here? And this was something that I noticed early on with the the premise, right? Because once again, try to go as blind as possible. Um, this is very much inspired by Apocalypse Now, but I want to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. I would say it's very much inspired by um, the book that you know the movie was inspired on, which is Joseph Conrad's oh, Heart of Darkness. Um, and right, exactly. One, one, right. Like it's character being called by bigger people to hunt this guy down it's like well the guy more or less defect from the system he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing he's gone rogue so i want you to find him find whatever information you can you go in with a crew but the crew don't know what it is you're going for they're just taking you along right on some simple mission but they don't know what's going on if they knew they would they would say no right and if it comes to it you kill him and that really is the gist it's like if your dad is responsible for all this then you gotta take him out and it's just really about um, about Brappy's character dealing with that, like why his father left him at such a young age. What happened? What really happened? You know, with the Lima project, and um, if it comes to it, like, can I bring my dad back? Can I bring him back to it? Or you know, what I mean, what is he doing up there? Why didn't he? Why didn't he even make an effort to to get back home? You know, what I mean. So those things they, they explore too. The um, but really, why I see apocalypse now. Um, it's just a setup of it, though, like in case in point yeah. with the attack yeah, yeah, on the moon. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it just like an apocalypse now is it's not so much about the destination. It's it's about the destination and the journey. And in the journey, all these crazy things happen, all these dark um you know, things that just happen just out of the blue, right? But it all adds to what's going on in the psyche of the characters. Just like 
you see yes. the worst of the worst. And then by the time you reach a decision, it's like, all right, I can make a choice. I could stay where I'm at right now because I get why it is the person I'm looking for is here or I could just go back home. And that's really where I was picking up on the Apocalypse, apocalypse Now vibe of it. Um, you see it in the character of, um, of Roy, you know, he played by, by Brad. It's yeah. like, you could tell, yes, he has been out of space and whatnot, but because of what he went through, you know, I mean, he mentions in the past, he failed people and all that kind of stuff. You see how it affects his life, his marriage, and but you look at look at how easy he he goes back up to space. You know, I mean, similar to right. Martin Sheen's character in Apocalypse. Now it's just like, yeah, the war was hell, but I've nothing else better going on in my life, so I might as well go. You know what I mean? So like that, and then also too, well, just these the journey to get there, all the kind of weird, crazy stuff that happened, but. It just kind of adds to this big, well, at least the big team of it that, um, you know, just the, just the beauty, just the, what I would say, not the beauty of space travel, the allure of space travel, you know what I mean? The joy of it yes. is not present in the show at all, though. It's just like characters there, but you see them being affected, you know what I mean? So this, and this, this is what I really loved about the show, which really caught me by surprise. It really got into the psyche of um astronaut, no, I would say a space traveler in that period. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it's not, as you know, as gorgeous and as amazing as you as, as you'd expect. It's just it's hell, you know what I mean? Although I would say I have a lot of like deaths in the movie that caught me by surprise though. It's like really all these people just die just so you know what I mean? And that just I understand from a character building perspective it's supposed to affect um Brad Pitt mentally. No? But still it's right. like okay, so every situation you're gonna be in, you're gonna be attacked. Somebody's gonna die, you know. What I mean? It was like so that. I, but... A couple, a couple of moments that kind of lose me. The space baboons didn't work. That scene didn't work. Really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, uh, I, I didn't want to spoil it, but that that one caught me completely by surprise, and I was like, okay. um, y- y'all could have covered a better scenario for this though. Yeah, but, like I, I get, get it. It, it want to be something yeah, frightening and you know, weird. The reason why it didn't work is because I don't understand how the space baboon surprised him, and that didn't make any noise. Oh, he no, I, I, yeah. I thought you would have seen the context of it because they could no, have no. just set up a little con- context as to what's going on. Why? Right. Yeah, it just kind of comes and it's just, oh, surprise, space baboon. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I find, but I, my problem is I don't understand how the space baboon did that without him warning the other guy. I didn't get it. Like, it was his comms was off. I, didn't, I couldn't follow how it is that the space baboon sneakily killed him, break his helmet. Happy face and that no no noise was made. I don't True. understand that exactly. Um, that and then uh, another scene which fast, eh? yeah it happened fast and then another scene which which I which I like from uh well a story perspective, but I wish that they could have expanded a little bit more. Uh, was when Roy snuck back onto the ship I that read, he was I in. Thought, I and thought that okay, so that that was another moment I didn't like because yeah. like I get, but they, they just right. rushed it too quick, man. And exactly. the payoff, and I, though, like, I, I understand thought, the payoff of you know thought, uh, the isolation and loneliness that the character feels afterwards, but still, right. it's like nah, it just happened too quick, man. Right. I d- I don't like that they I don't like that they that, that that happened the way it did because it's like oh well we have to arrest you now for now and instead of just saying what can I do just say look just if it's, if they really needed to be sneaky or something like that just have him say look we good we 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 gonna lay you on board and then we're gonna arrest you later and then they sneak up and then they set a plan up and then he gets. He gets suspicious at that, and then he stopped them. But they just, yeah. I, they just, I find out that was just kind of clumsy, personally. I don't really yeah, care. Like, about like, that. like, even, even, I mean, say what about Interstellar? Like, remember that part where, um, 
I think um, one of the characters was trying to duck with the, the, the big ship. Yeah, no, right. And, right, exactly. and you see like, right. how they, they build that up with the tension. Right, exactly. that's what I felt they could have done with that scene. Yeah, Matt Damon did that so much better, in my opinion. They did that with Matt Damon in the thing where he, he set them up and he had a, it had a, a explosion where, where he gave them false data. So the, the one guy died with the thing and then he, he yeah. pulled the bug off of Cooper thing. That made more sense, like to set up the situation. This one didn't work as well. Well, yeah, but but I do I do like the, the payoff though with well I, I guess it was just an excuse to have Brad Pitt be by himself and you know right. just the just those moments work for me. Um I love how it, it transitions from like um like flashback, you know, from so, um a scene that happens before to what's going on presently. They do it in a subtle way. Um it's one of those like and they do it at some points where you had to kind of think back, oh, Okay, so this happened before that. Okay, okay, I get that. Um, right. Especially right. like in the two that involving him and his dad. Um, the power of him and his dad, like I understand, like, okay, this is the destination. This is what, what it's about. But I felt because yeah. it's about a father and son, they could have just played that up just a little bit more. This is the timing of it, actually, because yeah. the movie's like yeah. roughly I, two hours, but I it felt like it could have they could have added like a, a 10 minutes just to expand on things. Yeah. Now, on the yeah. other hand, just I, going back to Apocalypse now, just one sec. I'm not. I wasn't. Ex- I'm not expecting. You know the drawn out moments with Marlon Brando. You know what I mean? You're just uh, a, a a grocery clerk here to collect a bill. You know what I mean? And all these monologues. I'm not asking for that. But it's a father and son thing. This is what you've been building to the be- from the very beginning, and now you have it. And it just kind of like, oh well, I don't want to go back. Okay, but I have to do this job. Okay, and not gonna see what happens next. But that's it. They really could have. Uh, fleshed out just a little bit more, in my opinion. Right. Um, yeah. As I say, as I say, this you're right. So this you're, you're right about that. I I thought they could have made a better case for why we see why you're doing what you're doing and and whatnot. I mean, I, I kind of got what he was going for, but it was just a little too. It just felt too straightforward and normal. And to say some big deep thing, I was like, no, I didn't know deep thing. It's like this. This is what we get. Um, yeah. I, like, I, I wish it was deep though. You know what I mean? I wish it was a little bit deeper. Oh, okay. So I thought, what didn't make sense to me, again, I thought characters is like, wait, you couldn't, like, this is thing that just met, had you mental, and he, had, he just had a breakdown because of this thing. But I thought, it's like, no, you could have just wait, wait a little more for time, and he just couldn't, couldn't accept that. And that was my issue with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was like, all right, well, that, I suppose that's that that interesting, but not that interesting. Like, it's understandable, but not that yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, no, so this is kind of this last, last take. Like, it, it does it does make... <laughs> ironically, this makes a lot of the mistakes that Interstellar avoided. <laughs> True. Right? Not, a, not, not necessarily a worse film than Interstellar, but it does oh, make no, a lot no, of that. No, 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 Yeah. You're right. So, that's a, that's a, it's a little, little things that Interstellar thought about and addressed, and this didn't do that. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but we've been talking gripes and just flaws with the show, because, yes, the movie is not you know, perfect that, you know, that's the perfect 10 out of 10 mass piece that a lot of people have been giving it. Um, it does have issues in terms of, I would say, pacing and um, story and character development. And also, before I forget, just, you know, major uh, major actors appearing and not really getting that much yeah, significant from, um, screen time. Um, from from Ruth ne- um, Nigger, who I want to see more of, from Liv Tyler to Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yeah he mm-hmm. didn't have anything. No, but your girl from, your girl from um, Russian Doll. Yes. Oh, by the way, uh, love yes. the cameo for that. Cameo for yeah. that was was perfect though, and it just added to the whole irony, to the whole, um, I would say the 
commercialization of the planet that you're yeah. on. Uh, like, I, I thought that worked. I thought that worked as well. But yeah, um, yeah, but I just find with the other characters that were there, like especially uh, Root and Donald, you could have seen more of them, and even Tommy Lee to the extent, like not enough Tommy. You know what I mean? Like, I get yeah. that it's about Brad and his 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 um his internal you know journey and whatnot, but um. They could have given room for other people to shine too. Just saying. Um, but yeah, but not on, on to the good. So yes, Brad Pitt is fantastic in this. I love how, yeah. how vulnerable he felt, how his character was, how sympathetic right. he was. He was just right. moody for the sake of being moody. You get where he's coming right. from. It, it, was, it was similar. To, they played similar to how they had um, Gosling and First Man. Yes, 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 yes. Um, ver- yes, very much. Um, that's, that's a perfect um, comparison. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it is the best performance he ever did because... Man been putting out best performances for a long while though, so I don't know. I really not gonna waste my time saying, "Oh, this is the best one," and this one comes in second place. I'm sorry, but if you're thinking this is the best thing you ever do in your life, well, that that's all right. Um, the cinematography for this is handled from the same guy who, ironically enough, did the cinematography for um, Interstellar. Looks glam, right, right. glorious. Like this is yeah, a beautiful great. looking movie. Yeah, some shots on Mars that look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mars some... stuff look. The like the Mars stuff look good. The 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 Neptune stuff look good. The interior stuff look good. Um, and yes, even the moon stuff look good as well. Um, I would say it draws a lot from like other sci-fi films. Of course, you see the two thousand ones. There was even like a few moments on Mars where I felt like I was looking at Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You know what I mean? There's yeah, the yeah. the bright the colors, the, the brown and the orange, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it even has like a couple of psychedelic moments. Um, which reminded me of like um like the the room that Brad was in and he was seeing the holograms not the holograms he's seeing the images of like you know Nietzsche remind me of like um Sol and Green for example right um and a few yeah. other like sci-fi films from the seventies you could tell they pull in inspiration from well love do the, with the aesthetic is that it feels organic it doesn't feel like a um, hodgepodge of different ideas from other films but like right. it's like a realistic you. take of how space travel and how life in space would be like, you know, a few years from now. It felt real in, in that way. You know what I mean? Um, I thought that the music was great as well. Ma- Max Richter did the, did the score for this. This is, uh, you know, it was really good, really, um, not powerful, powerful, but it was, it fit the tone of it. You know what I mean? It was moody when it needed to be. It was dark and tense. But it was also kind of like um, glorious and, you know, heartwarming when it needed to be as well too. And I thought that the supporting cast, I mean, they do their job, they do what they're supposed to do, but I just felt, once again, they could have gotten a little bit more from them, you know what I mean? Just like Apocalypse Now, like, I mean, it wasn't so much about Martin Sheen, you had um, Robert Duvall, you had Marlon Brando, you know what I mean? You had all these big actors doing their thing, even Dennis Hopper, you know what I mean? Rest in peace, doing their thing. And I just felt like everybody else was just on the side, it was just all about Brad Pitt, front and center, just being stoic and brooding, you know what I mean? Which work but still you have all these great actors around you and like use them you know what i mean but um overall though yeah i mean this is another solid sci-fi film like i say as far as like space travel shows go this year like i will have called four in total including this one here yeah this is this is right up there like a like i realized this decade has given us some some great you know space age sci-fi films you know what i mean and well yeah. who knows what we're gonna get in the future um especially it tells you just the detail, you know what I mean? Just the idea of space travel and how real we'll make it look and feel and probably is, you know what I mean? So um, I, I read up to even the director, James Gray, wanted to 
feature the most realistic depiction of space travel that's been put in a movie. Yeah, I yeah. can't really say, but I believe pretty yeah, much yeah, 99% yeah. of what I said. It's very plausible. Yeah. Even the, the um, oh gosh, I would say the fire extinguisher-esque scene. <laughs> that's all I'll say near the end involving Brad Pitt. Okay. Right. Even that's all I bought. I, I bought into that. And because it was yeah. so emotionally driven, I was like, right. yeah, yeah, this, this, this is great. But respecting the realism, they had little touches like, um, well, I want a blanket. And he's like, oh, $125. Little, little stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, And yeah. you could tell they, they pulled that from um 2001. Like, just the idea of yeah. them going to space is like the equivalent of being on a plane. You know what I mean? You have a, yeah. you know, would you like some refreshments? Would you like a blanket? Yeah. Those kind of things. That would cool. Yeah. Um, so I love the world building, um, the and just the character piece. Well, this character study of Roy himself worked, but I just felt, and yes, and visuals were you know spectacular. But I just felt that um, piece and wise could have just been a little bit longer. Um, they could have fleshed out characters a bit more and the motivations as well. And I get they were going for the whole apocalypse now vibe of things and really showing the dark side of space travel, but. They could have taught things out just a little bit more. And I mean, especially with that whole space ape, oh, sorry, um, space baboon thing that just came completely yeah, out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah, but I love the pirate stuff. I thought the pirate stuff was, was awesome, though. But yeah. But, pirate. I w- but I wish you got more of it, though. But whatever. So, yeah, uh, written wise, while I would not see this as, like, you know, and I wanted to put this as my top tenner for the year, but. Um, I don't know, maybe it will, maybe the more I think about it, if I see it again, but it won't be like top five. But for right. now, um, strong four to five, man. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I highly recommend you check it out. If if you could, I didn't get around to seeing it in IMAX, but if you could see in IMAX, yeah, go see it there. Um, I was thinking while I was watching it, you know, this show would have benefited with 3D, because like I saw Gravity in 3D, I saw right. Martian Probably. and Interstellar in 3D, so... This one I didn't see in 3D. I don't think it is in 3D, but I think it would have benefited right. a bit with, you know, 3D, but maybe not. Right. Uh, but yeah, if you could see it on the biggest screen possible, go see it. But just don't go... I mean, if you come out of it and see this is a masterpiece and one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. I mean, props to you. I personally don't think so, but I mean, it's your opinion. But I do recommend that you do check out Ad Astra. Uh, what's your right. final thoughts and rating on Ad Astra? Yeah, as I said, um, it's good and very well executed. As I said, it 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 gets a lot right. Um, but I felt the script could have it punched up the script in the wrong ways. So I'd have cut the baboons and then do a better job of just uh, making. Or I'd have probably might, it might even change what I would, what the whole thing about Tommy Lee Jones was about. Um, I just felt that was just kind of too straightforward and and kind of bland, frankly. I wasn't too impressed with a lot of that. Um, but it was still fine. And I can't be mad with, with any of it in that sense. Um, that is it. I can't be mad at this. It was just good, and, but I didn't love it. I can't say I loved it. Um, right. But it's still, still solid. Okay, so um, what, what, what would you read it? What's the read it? Oof, I still give it a, a high movie tone. Because, again, the right, good yeah, is very yeah, cool. Cool, cool, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it, they do a lot. It, a good, still a strong character piece on, for, on Brad Pitt's part. Um, Tommy Lee Jones part as well, like what, what he was about. I, I, I like it, but it didn't blow me away, but I still like it. It's fine. Um, yeah. And again, the building and all the, all the set pieces were great. But it was, that's called the baboon thing. Baboon thing don't work, yeah. um, in my opinion. Just feel like a kind of shock value. Oh, you need another action sequence here, kind of thing. And if yeah. it had silver purpose, I would have enjoyed it more, but it didn't really silver purpose, in my opinion. 
Oh, yeah, I, I agree too. Um, last thing that's what I see. This is actually the first film I've seen from director James Gray. Um, he did the Lost City of Z, which you talked about, and which yeah, right. for okay. some reason showed up on um, well, IndieWire's top two, one, top one hundred best movies of the decade. So I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it, if if it warrants, if it, the, if it deserves to be there or not. I don't know. Maybe right. you could fill me in on that. Um, yeah, I personally don't think so, but yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, but um, I mean, James Gray did his thing, though. I mean, he has crafted, like I say, a, a great sci-fi film. I didn't expect it to be an adventure per se, but yeah, I got that sci-fi adventure out of this. And you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, sci-fi space films, man. I mean, for this decade, has been strong for the most part. I like that. Once again, they don't have to be philosophical or, like, or existential like 2001, but they could entertain people whilst giving you the you know the glorious space stuff you know what i mean so yeah this is this is right up there there's no mass space in my opinion but it's up there it's up there yeah it's good it's still good so yeah right okay so with all that being said ricardo where can we find you online um you could find me at rmedy at rmedy on twitter and then ricardo medina on facebook right you could find me on twitter just look for bear beat bailey on Instagram, look for Bears, Beats, and Bailey. On Facebook, just look for my name, Matthew Bailey, along with the Legally Black blog official fan base, where you find the link to this podcast, as well as the others that we've done over the past few years, including retrospect reviews. And uh, before we part ways, stuff to look forward to. Um, uh, while like while I do want to see, there's a while I do want to see Rambo Last Blood. I've been here to the grapevine. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah, whatever. And I don't know, oh. I, I know it's Rambo, but. I, I get burned with, with Dark Phoenix. So what I mean with Dark Phoenix is that, oh gosh, it's the end of a saga. It's the end of your franchise, right? And it's off on a high note, no, man. Like, come on. And I don't know if we're going to get our last blood, but maybe I'll see it. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, also, actually, hear a lot of great things. Well, funny-wise, I should say, about um, the Fanatic. You know, that 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 show with John Travolta, everybody laughing at it, it's one of the worst of the year. i really excited to see that. I, I just know I gotta just be cracking up at that show. Um, as yeah. I mentioned, in Lighthouse, um, hopefully yeah. we'll get that in October, I mean, October, Halloween. I mean, come on, like, why not show yeah. that? Uh, right. I know, yes, it's not so much a horror. It's black and white. Nobody will come to see it. Um, okay, I will yeah. go and see it. You will go and see it, right? So, you yeah, have two people who want to see it, right? Cool. Um, right. Also, we have yeah. Joker. Right. Yeah, uh, trying not to be too excited for it, hearing some iffy things about it, but I just want to go in and get Oscar worthiness, in my opinion. I, I want to get that. Uh, also, right. I saw the, the trailer for this before at Astra, uh, Gemini Man, right? Which looks, um, well, silly, like, not like, looks awesome yeah. at the same time, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ford, Ford versus Ferrari, yes, Ford versus Ferrari, that's coming out as well, too. Um, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, is coming out as well. Uh, right. Zombieland 2 Double Tap right. that's the one I'm really excited for and we didn't mention this at all actually with the last three episodes uh, Dolomite is my name boy okay yeah yeah and I want to see that and I want to see that hearing real good things about that before we leave I want to mention I just wanted to mention um, Aaron, Aaron Eisenberg the death of Aaron Eisenberg ah uh, yes 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 I, I saw a few articles about it on Facebook uh, today actually James recorded uh, he started uh, which Star Trek series again Right, so he was the he was a star in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, my favorite Star Trek, and he played uh, one of I, my favorite I, I characters. I think it's like the, the the favorite of all Trekkies, kind of. Well, <laughs> Trekkies. I don't think it, not all Trekkies, but mine, mine for for sure. All right. uh, 
but he played uh, one of the best characters in the show, in my opinion, a character called Nog. This is the nephew of one of the major characters called Quark, and he has a lot of great moments and character, character building because he's a, a Ferengi who goes to the Federation and he gets injured in the war, so they have a whole um, war vet, you know, injured vet narrative with him. Um, and you have a lot of great moments with Jake Sisko. He and his, Jake Sisko as his friend. And as I say, my favorite quote of, of him is, if you, don't, if you don't need money, then you so, certainly don't need mine. And just look up the scene <laughs> with that. All right. <laughs> yeah, that, and, but um, I, um, he was such a great actor. He had a, he had a bunch of, I know he had kidney disease for a long time. Oh, um, so okay. In a sense, I kind of prepare myself for this, in a sense, because like, yeah, I know he was kind of sick for a while and whatnot. And I think he have um like growth growth issues now. He's one of those so yeah, a little short now. So oh, I mean, he had some, some he was kinda of stunted like growing. Right. Okay. Uh so that's um Well height 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 stunted, I should say. Sorry. Right, right. So I am not sure if that was related to it or, or not. I'm not sure. Um but yeah, he was um he was fifty. Um, you know, I thought he was a great addition to the show. He's great in the show as as a character, he was a great person. I mean, he has, a, he has a lot of great moments in the, in the recent documentary I, I reviewed. Right. Um, and he, he, it's really, really sad. But, you know, everybody, all Trek, Trek family, point out their hearts everything to, to Aaron Eisenberg. So this was, this was great. Um, yeah, rest in peace, Aaron Eisenberg. Um, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, bro. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you this. This was Matthew Bilian. Ricardo Medina. And we're signing off for another episode of BSB to So until the next one, Take care. Peace.